before we start today's episode, if you are looking for more inspiration, visit my column on bizcommunity.com where I unpack the burning marketing issues that businesses face today. You can sign up for our FutureFit masterclasses at booyah.co.za to build connected customer experiences and also check out our other cool services. Last but not least, don't forget to book your tickets to our regular FutureFit networking events aimed at helping you surf the tsunami of change. The events bring fresh perspectives with tour de force speakers and thought leaders as we debate, learn, inspire, connect. Tickets always sell fast, so book today. All the links you need appear in the show notes of the episode or on the website. And now, from Solid Gold Studios, here's your host, Carmen Murray. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Carmen Murray Show and we are bringing you another sales pitch episode and we have Mark Keating from Sales Guru in the room and today we are going to unpack probably one of the most challenging topics in sales which is all about those questions that we need to ask, those diagnosis questions to really be good at sales. So Mark, welcome back. Great to be back. Super excited about today's um, topic and uh, in my opinion, certainly one of the most important things that is a key differentiator between top producers, average producers and people really struggling in sales. So I hope mm. we nail this today. Cool. So um, I think that the first thing is, okay, I've landed the meeting, sitting in front of the client. I obviously have to do quite a lot of research, but my research might be skewed because everything that the client does is not always online, um, I would assume. But you have to have a lot of information already prepared. But then you're sitting in front of a person, an awkward personality at times. Um, you, you have different personality types, but then you also have to ask deep questions in order to get to what what their goals are. And um, sometimes uh, it can be a very difficult thing to, to navigate through, all depending also who's in front of you, who's forthcoming, who's not, um, you know. And maybe you can teach us today what are the top questions that we need to start asking our clients and potential clients. Brilliant. So to kick off with, um, I, I just want to go backtrack a little bit. You mentioned at the start there around research, and I know we're not going to cover that today, but important, but spend your time researching only what is crucial for the meeting. I see too many salespeople or people in sales getting caught up and spending all of their time on research around irrelevant things, and, and mm. we've only got so much time in the day. Second bit you spoke around, there I am sitting in front of somebody, my palms are a little bit sweaty and... <laughs> Sounds like a rap song. That it does, but uh, <laughs> definitely not with my voice, so we're okay. And uh, I'm sitting in front of them, maybe they're a little bit of an awkward person and I tell you what, I'm a little bit anti and, and I'm, I might push a few buttons here, but you know, all of these programs around, you must learn how to type somebody and are they an amiable, an amicable, a driver, a this... One of my all-time sales legends, a guy called Jeffrey Gittimer, wrote the fastest-selling mm. sales book of all time, a little red book of selling who I've met in, in Charlotte, North Carolina in the States. He says, you get three types of people, a driver, a passenger, and an idiot. And you need to spend <laughs> your time in front of the drivers. And stop spending so much time trying to work out what type of person they are. You've got such a short space of time to create some interest and value. Mm. Whilst you're trying to sit there and are they are this, they're looking at you, shaking their head and saying, Who's this palooka sitting in front of me? Rather, spend your time instead of trying to type them, arming yourself with the questions that you're going to ask to unlock potential value. And what I mean by this is, historically, too often in sales, people that aren't experienced enough 
are being taught or have been taught in teaching others that what we need to do in sales is learn all about who we are, what we do, and why we're great. And whilst you need to understand that and be passionate about it, rather be spending more time now once you understand it. And the majority of the time, instead of what you're going to be telling them, prepare what am I going to be asking them. Mm. Successful top salespeople ask amazing questions. If you're arriving and vomiting everything, you're learning absolutely nothing. And whilst I don't like, you know, the often used analogies like the doctor, you don't walk into a doctor and they start to prescribe Mm. until they've diagnosed. So true. And the great analogy around it, in the medical um, practice, the medical profession, a professional profession, which I'm pushing for sales to be a professional profession, prescription before diagnosis is malpractice. You can get disbarred. In sales, if you are prescribing who you are, what you do, why you're great, why you're the fit, before you've diagnosed and understood, have they got an issue, an element, a challenge, whatever it might be that you can help, if you got disbarred, I think we'd lose too many salespeople right now. And that's objective what I'm going to share with you uh, of a few steps, if that's cool. Fantastic. I can't wait. Cool. So um, there are many amazing sales methodologies. And everyone seems to come up with, you know, our system is the best system and there's no other system. I've got a little bit of a different viewpoint on that. I think that there's a range of amazing systems out there. But I'm not a paint-by-numbers guy. I'm not saying that you've got to follow the following six, seven steps exactly. And if you miss one, you, you, that's the end of the meeting. What I rather propose is we operate at SalesGuru on what we call a SalesGuru framework. That these are six or seven elements that you have to have clarity around, that you've questioned around before you end the meeting to see if it's qualified that it's worth you discussing further, if that makes gotcha. sense. Gotcha. And let me start with you very, very quickly. And I know time will run out because this is really my passion. The starting bit before anything, I need to understand your current situation, where you are, what you do, what you use, etc., before I can present anything. So I give an example, and I, I really want to use, let's use a sales analogy to start with. I'm meeting Carmen. Carmen heads up a business with 15 salespeople, and I've got base information that she sells office automation. Um, so I meet with you. The starting point, and we did this on one of your previous epi episodes, my introduction is everything. Mm. Carmen, great to meet with you today. Before we get started, can I confirm we're good for the 30 minutes? Brilliant. Carmen, I could spend the entire 30 minutes telling you all about sales guru and why I'm so passionate about the difference that we make, but I won't unless you really want me to. <laughs> My only objective in meeting today is to understand, can I assist you and your organization and your sales team to be better off and increase sales around the areas you feel are important? What I can tell you, 90% of companies we engage with, we can share amazing things. 10% we might not be a fit right now, mm. and that's okay. All I ask at the end of today's meeting, can we give each other feedback if it makes sense for us to discuss further or not? A pre-close. You've done it softly, and you know it makes sense. I'm not being rude. Like I'm just asking. So, so role play with me. So now okay. Carmen says to me, yes, yeah, that's great. Perfect. Now the first question starts. Before I start telling you all about who I am and what I do and pulling out my boring PowerPoint and brochures and docs, Here's my very first question. So before we get started in that common, what would an ideal outcome of today's meeting be for you? To understand what services it is that you provide Perfect. would be one. And the second one is um, if you can meet my challenges and help me solve them. Fantastic. So Carmen, in order for me to understand about your challenges and those areas that I could assist with, let me understand a little bit more about your current situation. 
Now I need to work out, according to what you do, the listeners in your business, what would be vital that you need to understand? So I'm wanting to quantify maybe, Colm, my understanding is that you've got 15 salespeople. Is that correct? That's are they correct. in hunter or farmer roles? Let me understand a little bit how many of them are achieving target at the moment. Mm. The ones that aren't, what do you think is the number one root cause of the areas? What have you done about it? Anything you've looked at? It? And I don't want to, to give a hundred things here, but I need to understand your current situation. And if I was to say, Carmen, if you, and now, so let me go fast. The current situation is the first block. Linked to that, and they can intermingle the questions, is what I call your objectives, outcomes, wants, needs, desires, whatever you want to call it. What are the areas that you would like to see improved or could make a difference? But my questions have to be relevant according to the service or product that I'm offering. So as an example, if I said to you, Carmen, if your salespeople could improve or get better at things that would impact and increase their sales. What do you believe the top three things are that would have the biggest impact in increasing their sales? What are the three things that they really should be doing better or improving on? I think um, canvassing better, looking for the, prospecting for the right opportunities, conversion for sure, and relationship building. Fantastic. And here's the problem here is most salespeople, you know what we want to do right now is vomit all over Carmen. Well, let me tell you about my great <laughs> prospecting. Stop. Slap yourself in the face if you have to. <laughs> I need to clarify now. And this is, you know, they call this active listening. Carmen, uh, so I understand it was prospecting, canvassing and conversion. Um, yeah, prospecting, um, conversion and relationship building. Perfect. Have I any idea what you mean by that at this stage? Okay, no. Abs I, I don't know what you mean by prospecting okay. and canvassing. Okay. So now I need to tell me a little bit more. When you say prospecting, what do you mean by it? What are the areas you think they're not doing well? Why do you not think they're doing well? How long has this been going on for? And the same for other areas. Does that understand that I'm understanding your objectives, but where the problem is? And the more I get you to talk about it, the more you're starting to buy into and elevate that requirement. Mm. When I tell you, I'm not learning anything. And to be honest, do most people, do you like being told what to do, Carmen? No. I know the no. answer to that before <laughs> but I start. If I may just interrupt, it's almost that, that thing of you're there with the intent to understand, not with the intent to reply. 100%. And the objective, I'm glad you raised it, uh, you know, listeners and, and people in sales roles, your objective in going to meet someone at the initial meeting is not, and I repeat, not to try and sell them anything. Mm. Step back. My objective when I genuinely go to meet anyone for that first meeting is to understand, can I help them to be better off through what I'm offering them where they are at the moment? And would it make sense, if so, for us to progress further? It's a qualification. Because if I go in with that sales intent, people feel it and the defenses come up. I'm genuinely, if you're in sales, you're there to help others to be better off. Correct. So um, we, we, we spoke around objectives. And, and there's a whole range of questions I could ask. The other thing around objectives Here's a big challenge for people that might learn a few questions. And if you're asking the wrong questions, you're going to get the wrong answers and, and not stand out. Carmen, um, so I understand you've been using another sales training provider. Yes. Are you happy with them? Yes. <laughs> now what the hell do I do? Uh, okay, well, thanks. Uh, see you later. Or, well, let me tell you why we better and what we do. We going to, Do you understand? Better way to, to ask this. Carmen, I understand that you've been with X, Y, and Z uh, training provider for the last 12 months. Correct. Um, and you were sharing with me, you still got some challenges around your, your salespeople. So if I was to ask you, what's been your experience with that provider? And if you could improve anything, what would be the top three things that you'd like to see improved that uh. could make a bigger difference in achieving your results? 
It's just phrasing that question completely different, but also without putting that person in a or that company in a bad spot. Think about the sure. answers that your questions are dictating. My questions have got to be relevant. Sure. The other thing around questioning, I might have three amazing things that I believe. So as an example, uh, we do something around mindset training or planning or prospecting or we do around implementation. Uh, let, let me just take implementation. So I could tell you, no, Carmen, every company should implement because if you don't, you don't get the value of training. Instead of this, how do I rather any of your specific features and benefits or unique selling points? Don't tell, ask a question. Carmen, could I ask you, um, where do you or do you believe that every training initiative ends up in achieving the results as to what a company's paid for that training to do? No, we said an execution chasm. Ah, I'm glad you said that. So w- would you agree with me or let me ask, what do you believe is the number one reason for an ineffective outcome or training actually achieving the results? The inability to implement. So on a scale of 1 to 10, how important would it be if we were to do something together to ensure that the training is implemented and executes and achieves the results? On um, a scale of 1 to 10. M- uh, 9. Uh, now, if I hear that, I'm gonna, could I why 9 and not a 10? <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I'm going to ask. Okay. And, and there's actually a 10. Common, I'm glad you said that because one of the key things that we really strive is ensuring that there's an implementation element. So that's quite important. I'll share later. But I've asked you, I haven't told you, Carmen, it is so important. I, I need to get your understanding. So very fast because we'll go through time fast. Current situation, objectives, outcomes. Now let me go back to, you told me prospecting at the moment, Carmen. The third step is value, 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 value. When you come to your proposal, your price, if there's not increased and, and a lot more value than what the price is, you're dead. Mm, Make sense? Correct. So if I said to you now, now, now I want to monetize this a little bit. Common, um, you told me that you've got 15 salespeople, five of them are not achieving target. Overall, how far behind are you on your target on a monthly basis? Mm, we are on behind, average. say like 60%. And how much is that, how much is that on monetary terms on, on a month? Oh, that could be like half a million a month. Half a million. So we're sitting with 12 months of 6 million rand a year challenge right now. Correct. Do you understand? I've monetized yeah. that. If it was specifically around prospecting common out of interest you've got 10 salespeople. um how many meetings should they be having on a daily basis five five how many are they currently averaging one one so we're sitting with a, a four meeting deficit right now and i i, I don't want to get too much into Correct. the math right no. now but if i was to say to you common on average um what's their closing ratio so let's just call it that they close 20 percent mm. so at the moment a salesperson sees one a day and he's closing then one a week. Make sense? One mm-hmm. a week. They should be doing five a day, 25, they close 10 a week. Mm-hmm. Is my math right there? Maybe I'm off. Five a week. Five Three. a week. Yeah, one, f- of five, yeah. one of five. Okay. And F for maths was not fantastic. <laughs> <We're just explaining, laughs> oh, it's okay? doing you good now. So, so, so we're talking one a week versus five a week. What is a close worth to you in your business, each new bit of biz? What's the value to your company? Well, the long-term customer um, Let's talk in the first 12 months. In the first 12 months is probably a million. Okay. I love the huge figures. Let me bring it down (laughs) a little bit. Let's just call it worth uh, 20,000 rand to my company. So at the moment, you've got 10 salespeople should be doing 50 closes a week. You're only doing 10 closes a week. So it's 40 a week that you're missing. 40 times 20,000 is an 800,000 rand a month problem. Is my mathematics right? I think 800 grand a month. I'm trusting you on that. 800 grand a month problem. We're talking 12 eights. 9.6 9.6 million rand a year problem. 
How big a problem is that to you, your business on a scale of one ten? I'm clearly right going to have to like wing the maths. But but you understand now? I, now if I don't monetize this, you might not be seeing the level of the problem. I but get you. Am yeah. I telling you or asking you? And You're this is the whole thing around diagnosing or diagnosative questions. That didn't sound great, but we're working <laughs> on it. So we get to the next thing now. Here becomes the next point in this, which I recap. So comment um, if anything else that would be vitally important that you'd like to see improved. Let's just say it's not. So let me recap. You've got 14 salespeople. You're behind target. Here are your challenges. Currently, I'll go through that whole current situation. The objectives that you're looking to improve, increase, et cetera, X, Y, and Z, and the rationale or the reason is because you are, the, the cost to your business is mm. 9 million rand a year. Is that correct? Okay. Carmen, could I ask, if we were able to give you something that made 100% sense to you in all aspects, what is your sense of urgency to get this problem resolved? Mm. Immediate? Back burner, slow, or next five years? In a, in a great world, immediately, financially, uh, probably not right now. Okay. And I'm glad you're throwing objections at me. Now, I could go, well, let me tell you about common. Um, so I've heard you, you said that immediate is the biggest ideal scenario, but financially. What do you mean by financially not now? Well, obviously, we haven't made as much revenue as we were planning. Salaries need to be paid. And in order for me to... Um, improve on that problem means I'm going to have to throw budget at assets sure. which I don't have available. Sure. So could I ask that you keep an open mind whilst I look at ways in which I could potentially package this for you? And I've only got one objective. And our clients that we get involved with would only move forward if everything made sense and that the outcome is going to be far greater in increasing sales than what any potential cost is. Are, are you open-minded to that? Yes. Fantastic. So just a few other questions before I share a couple of ideas with you. Um, the other thing I wanted to understand, on a, dis- a decision around sales training or if we were able to provide something that really was amazing, how does your decision-making process work around a decision on sales training? have a vendor process, get you on board and um, get your PO number and off you go. Fantastic. So I love the sound of that because it sounds like we just go ahead and do the business. Are you, uh, is there anyone else or would there be anyone else involved in, in the decision-making process? This is something that I would take care of. Fantastic. And from a timeline, if I was able to present something to you in the next few days, how long would it be for you to come back with a decision whether it's a fit or not? Can I say a month? Sure. Okay. You can tell me anything. I'd like to understand. Could I ask? I know you said that this was something immediate and it's costing you 900,000 Rand a month. Well, could I understand why would it take so a month? So many to deadlines. Make it? Okay. So, yeah. so on, a, on a scale of, of priorities, where does this fit to get this resolved right now for you? I would say seven. Okay. And again, I'll tell you now, I wouldn't carry on. I'm not discussing with yeah. you. I've got a concern that I want to go back to now because. I might think this is tremendously important. If this is costing you that much money for, I'll tell you this, 99% of companies we're engaged with, this is immediate. Yeah. If you're telling me this can go on the back burner for a month, then you must have some really pushing or pressing priorities yeah. that you're about Correct. to liquidate or something on that. But I'd <laughs> well, wa- just for it, I'm just I'm role playing. Yeah. It's not really a reflection <laughs> on my business. I'm just saying. <laughs> but, but, but a month, not a problem. And at times also, people have got other mm. pressing priorities. Fantastic. Why is this important? Because if I don't understand enough and I simply give you a generic proposal and now I start to call you next week and I think you're going ahead, it just all of this is qualifying the process to find out, can I help? What are your requirements? Could we be a fit? What are you looking to achieve? What's your urgency? All of this is important in the framework. Okay? 
Okay. Sorry, go ahead. So, so just to, to give you perspective, so I took on the persona of a company that's going through retrenchments. Ah, but but and but I didn't want to vocally say it to you. But but that's why I was about to Sorry. come to you. Is, okay. Well, when you tell me a month, I know you told me earlier that there's a priority to to increase this lost revenue. Could I understand a bit more? Why is it that it's going to take a month as opposed to something a lot more urgent to make a decision? Okay, so then, then it would force you to, to well, give that, well, that answer. It's if like you're we're going comfortable, through exactly. I'm, going to, I'm sorry to hear about that, and I absolutely yeah. understand. So um, my last question to you around this is, when making a decision if this would be the right fit, what would be the top three things on which you're going to base the decision of what I'm providing you? So, okay, now I've told you about the retrenchments. It would be based with the, with the people that's remaining, um, identifying who's got the best numbers and those people that show commitment are the people that I'm going to invest in. Okay. And and here I'm genuinely, if I'm consulting, common, brilliant, and I understand that. Could I ask, what are you going to do with the people that you might have a concern with that are still there but, but aren't producing? Well, I'm just like thinking like a corporate retrench them <laughs> because, <laughs> because that's what's happening out there at the moment and it's it's like that is the conversations that's sure. daily being held. But, so. And, and if I go back to when I was asking questions, but Carmen, if I was understanding your 50% are achieving, it's the bottom 50 that you, you had the biggest concern about that we've got to rectify them. Okay. Or have I missed this? So if I can put the question to you and then ask yes. you, I sound like Harry, what's his name? <laughs> I put it to you. As I put it to you. Um, can you guarantee me that you can improve their sales? And uh, no, <laughs> but I wouldn't but, say it like that. So, so, but, so, but that's the, that's what would necessarily happen is when you pushed him to that level. So, so let me answer that because it is a question that that comes up fairly often. You know, Mark, what guarantee can you can you give? And uh, you know, to be quite frank, if you want a guarantee in regards to training and human behaviour, uh, buy a toaster because then you can get a guarantee. <laughs> what I would answer and say to you, you know, the the biggest challenge for a lot of organisations right now is not the people that have left. Mm. And in sales teams, it's the people that have left in their heads but still show up for work every day. Yeah. And it's a massive expense. What our training does and what I certainly am not proclaiming to do is that we're going to come in and turn every poor producer, average producer, and even your, your, your top producers, the poor and average into superstars in your top and increase. What I am telling you is that we will come in and provide a framework and train and role play and have an implementation strategy that mm. very quickly and clearly will hold everyone accountable to ensure that they are doing the requirements of their role to ensure maximum success and what the minimal acceptable standards are for that role. What I will tell you is within generally a four-week period, and we review this with you, is you will lose some people. And the people that you lose are generally the people that you want to have lost. The people that we're wanting to increase and exactly what you said have the right mindset. So over a four-week period, we start to strengthen the foundation and build a high performance I love team. how you've turned that around because that, that's exactly the challenge that's out there, especially when you, when you do your diagnosis, is, um, is, is challenging people on, on their thinking because in your mind, you're like, oh, this doesn't sound right. Ooh. But I love the fact that you're actually taking it on head on and doing it in such a polite way that you're actually getting their buy-in. Sure. And I think that's the hardest thing in, in, in the whole diagnosis process. 
Absolutely. And again, what I, I'm hoping you would see this through this questioning because the whole the, mm. you know, the topic of, of, of the show is around how do I question more effectively. If I've just arrived and told you all about sales guru, our training, our programs, why we're great, what we do, how we do, everything else, and let me send you a proposal, what's the chance of, of me doing anything or engaging or standing out? No, never. But have you felt at any stage through this process that I've been trying to sell something to you and push something on you? No. And if I pull that back to the doctor analogy, because there are one or two cool things amongst that, even though it's often overused. Do you ever feel that when you've gone to your doctor that their, their overriding intention has been to sell you medicine? Oh, that's a good question. Have you, have you ever felt that? If no, you have, by the no. way, listeners, change doctors. <laughs> Let me make this quite no, clear. No, because you trust, you trust that they are going to give you the product that's going to solve the problem. They are have. there to see if they can help you to be better off. And that's no. a consultative mindset. I understand, by the way, some of your listeners. Some, it depends. Even if you're purely transactional, there are still better ways to do it through better questioning and effective questioning. But here's what it does. It separates if I'm seeing you and three of my competitors are seeing you. It's generally the one that stands out the most is where you felt the one that, that, that has had a genuine interest in you, your requirements, et cetera, and understanding and questioning to understand because through the two of us in our engagement, all we're trying to see is could this be a fit or not? Mm. And where this ends up through a couple of other things and questions, I know we're getting to the end here, is at the end of this, I say, so Carmen, let me recap everything my understanding in case I've missed something. You're currently sitting with X, Y, and Z current situation. Your challenges are X, Y, and Z. The objectives you're looking to improve uh, and, and make sure happen are X, Y, and Z. And the reason for that is currently the cost or the improvement you're looking for or whatever. I want to monetize if you're able to that. So it stands head and shoulders. You mentioned to me your sense of urgency, although immediate, is only within a month's time if everything made sense. And by the way, is that to start in a month or to make the decision whether you're going ahead in a month? So I'd clarify that as well. By when will you be making your decision-making process? It's yourself that will be making it. And what it is that I would then present something to you in person, and generally it's a week to 10 days that you'll make a decision around it. Um, and from a budget, has any budget been allocated or uh, do you have a budget allocated to something like this? Because we have a range of options and I want to make sure that what I'm going to propose is going to be the best fit also within your budget. Mm. You can ask that, or if it's just one product, there are other ways to go about that. Um, uh, is there anything I've missed out? No. Fantastic. This is the seven blocks. So the sales guru framework is as following. At the start of it, we talk around the introduction. Having an introduction that creates a buying atmosphere and puts the person at ease that clearly defines the objective of the actual meeting. From there, we're going on to really understanding what is their current situation around the areas that you could assist we then get into understanding what are the objectives, requirements, needs, wants, objectives, etc. that I can pull out from that. If I can't understand anything there, I can't continue. If mm -hmm. I can, now I want to build value. I want to understand what is this costing you and your company by not doing this effectively or how much could we help you improve and make more it depends on your product. Then I recap. Then I want to understand your urgency around this, if everything made sense. Decision-making process. Budget. Mm. And then the last thing is, based on everything that we've discussed, is this something that you believe you potentially would like our help around that I could go and work on a presentation or proposal? This was a brilliant episode. For me, the most useful because it's so, 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 so important. I'm going to ask you maybe the strangest question you've ever heard, but I would like to understand when you're in, in these meetings and you do diagnosis, how do you do your note keeping? Phenomenal question. Oh, 
I thought you were going to think I'm crazy. No, phenomenal question. Because there's so many intense conversations going on. How do you... So, um, if I answer that quite quickly. If you haven't starting point before we even get to notes, what have you written down that you're going to ask around this flow? Prepare your questions. So what it means by the time I finish this meeting, I've asked all the questions. Ever left and, and got uh, back to your office and said, oh, I wish I'd asked this. Mm. This ensures that by the time I leave, I've got this. So all I have, I have a sheet of paper, two sheets of paper. I've got these question headers. And as I'm asking, I'm documenting. When I document, two core reasons. Number one, I need that information because mm -hmm. I'll forget. Number two, it shows you've got a genuine interest in their answers. Love it. And when you're writing, it stops you from talking. And you've got to leave that you've <laughs> got those awesome. things with you. Cool. How cool is that? I hope it was cool. Thanks, that is thanks amazing. for the opportunity. Okay, guys, please um, don't forget to tune into the next e episode with Mark Keating, um, sales guru, one of the top sales guys in Africa, I would say in the world. You beat Jeffrey Gittimer oh, by far. I, I, I would never no, go that far, but thank you. I, I, to me, is one of the like you are You're <laughs> one of our Jeffrey Gittimers. Anyway, stay tuned because we have still a lot of topics to cover. So thank you very much. Cheers. To our amazing audiences around the world, thank you so much for your ongoing support. Please take a moment to review and rate your favorite episodes, which will help others find us. You mean the world to me, and I thank you for being part of my journey to get people future fit. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Carmen Murray Show, another solid gold podcast. For show notes and more episodes, visit solidgoldstudios.co.za slash Carmen Murray.